0: Every little thing she does is magic, and by monster, lead me home. Chapter 4. Ron and Luna Draco Malfoy was in love with Hermione Granger. There was no other explanation for these annoying feelings that refused to go away. He rolled over in bed and looked at the empty space beside him, imagining what it would be like if she were sleeping next to him. He knew now what she felt like in sleep, how the soft curves of her body moulded to his how she snored softly, but would never admit it. Suddenly his bed felt much too big. He missed her. It wasn't just now that he was struggling in vain to sleep, but it was constant, lingering, an ache any time she wasn't in his presence. It was easy to lose himself in the charade once they slept together, but he still didn't know how she felt. The last wedding was a little over two weeks away, and what if she wanted to end it all after it was over? He didn't think he could handle it. Eventually he must have drifted off, because soon the sun was shining much too brightly in his face. Draco begrudgingly got up and came to a few quick decisions about his relationship with Hermione. You want me to... What? Her mouth hung open like a stunned Grindelow, her soup neglecting in front of her. Have dinner with my parents at the manor. Honestly, Granger, it's not a hard concept. They hadn't spoken about what had happened in Italy, that they still met for lunch every day that ended in a chaste kiss. He was too afraid to bring it up, since their allotted time was nearly over. That's not the point, Malfoy, and you know it. He winced at her aversion to his surname. Why on earth would I subject myself to that? Well, they have been asking about you. You're my girlfriend, Granger. What did you expect? She lowered her voice a little. Yep. But I mean, it's not. not what? Real? They don't need to know that. He dabbed at his mouth with a napkin, fully aware there was nothing to absorb. It would mean a lot to me. Please? He gave her his most sincere expression. Exceedingly worked, because Hermione softened at once. Well. all right. But I can't promise I'll be on my best behaviour if they're not. His heart soared. I would expect nothing less. The Granger Girl? Really? Lucia stared disinterestedly at the snake head of his cane, then he used it to fluidly rise from his chair. Even with a bad leg, the man still exuded poise. Draco was about to open his mouth, but thought better of it as it became clear that his father was about to go on. Of course, after your falling out with Miss Greengrass, I didn't expect you to completely fulfil my expectations for your future, but did you have to pick the mu- He was cut off by a sharp glance from Narcissa as she entered the room. "'Muggle-born,' he corrected himself. "'Despite your belief that I am merely out to sabotage your plans for me, I happen to be able to make my own decisions. In case you've forgotten, Father, she is a war hero and best friends with Harry Potter. If there's anything that could raise my social standing, it would be trying myself to her.' Narcissa smiled. "'You have a point, Draco. Wouldn't you say, dear?' She turned to Lucius. He simply made a, hm sound as he strode towards the doorway. "'Bring her for dinner on Saturday, if you must,' he added as he vacated the room. Draco sighed and pinched the bridge of his nose. "'Why must he always be so difficult?' Narcissa walked to him and squeezed his shoulder gently. "'He's still having trouble adapting to the way things are now. It will take time.' She paused, looking up to the ceiling. Of course, it would be easier if you two weren't so much alike. All I ask is that you both play nice. Oh, I'll be on my best behaviour, she promised, holding a hand over her heart. So that's where he got it from. I just want you to be happy, Draco. That was always my dream, and if she makes you happy, then I'll be content. He grinned. She does. Well, I'll guess we'll see on Saturday, won't we? She winked as she left him alone in the room. The week flew by and it was Saturday before Draco knew it. He waited impatiently in front of the fireplace for Hermione to show. He drummed his fingers on the mantel and sipped a glass of fire-whiskey. When the flames crackled, signalling her impending arrival, he stepped back and scored his face into a mask of casual nonchalance. She burst forth from the hearth and nearly collided with him in her frantic pace. He caught her by the arms and looked into her wild eyes. "'You okay, Granger?' She was wearing beautifully deep-green robes, so dark they were nearly black, and her hair had been swept into a sophisticated low ponytail. She was positively radiant. "'We need to talk, Draco.' "'About?' He gulped. He stifled the urge to kiss her. She looked around. "'Somewhere more private.' Draco operated them to his bedroom. It was the first time Hermione had been inside. "'Well, sometimes I forget you're richer than God,' she mused, staring at the dark wood furniture and wrought iron fixtures. His ascetic was very tastefully sinister. "A "'Talk, Granger,' he prodded. Then, changing his mind, he said, "'Actually, first. He cut his own words off by doing what he'd been wanting to do since she stepped into his house. He leaned in and kissed her, robbing little gas from her mouth as she opened to him and fisted her hands in his shirt. After not nearly enough time, she pushed him away. This! This is what I wanted to talk about! She heaved a sigh as she regained the air in her lungs, and he tried not to stare at her décolletage. What happened in Italy? Well, when a man and a woman are attracted to each other, he started with a smirk, reaching for her again. I'm serious, Draco. What is this? She stood with her hands on her hips, swatty as ever. He loved her so much. I... like you, Granger. Why do you have to overanalyse it? If you could just get her to agree to keep what they already had, maybe in time she could love him too. Seriously, think about who you're talking to here. You're right. I should have known better, he laughed. "'and gathered her back into his arms, kissing her hair. "'Have dinner with my parents. "'Go to the wedding with me. "'Let's take it one step at a time.' "'She nodded against his chin. "'Okay.' "'Then she pulled back and looked up at him. "'And after the wedding?' "'We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. "'Translation, he had two weeks to get Hermione to fall in love with him. "'Let's go downstairs.' "'There you two are!' "'Narcissa greeted from the bottom of the grand staircase. "'Damn, she caught them. "'Yes, Mother. Uh, "'Hermione had something private she wanted to discuss with me before dinner.' "'I see. "'Well, Effie has dinner ready.' "'She led them into the dining room where Lucius was waiting, "'standing at the head of the table. "'Upon their entry, he nodded. "'Draco, Miss Granger, how lovely of you to join us.' "'Then he sat.' They all followed suit, and Effie, the house-elf, tottered around, making sure their glasses were filled, and that the first course, a hearty Auden Bisque, was appeared in front of them. "'Tell us about your work at the Ministry,' Narcissa asked Hermione. "'Oh, well, it's rather boring. A lot of paperwork at the moment,' Granger started. "'But I'm hoping to work my way up to Deputy Head eventually.' "'Yes, Draco knows all about boring paperwork.' Lucius added smugly. "'Better to be behind a desk than out putting my neck on the line every day like Potter,' Draco replied. "'Oh, yes, I agree,' Hermione said, as she put her hand over Draco's. "'I'm glad neither of us have to worry about each other's safety on the job. Plus, we get to eat lunch together.' She played her part so well, he wondered if she would actually be concerned for his safety, were he an aura like Harry. "'Oh, how nice!' Narcissa commented. "'Though you do run the risk of getting—' Tired of each other? Hermione looked up at him, and he at her. Never, Draco stated, bringing her hand to his mouth for a quick kiss before letting go. He watched his mother and father share a quick knowing glance, and celebrated inwardly. The rest of the meal passed in a similarly pleasant fashion. Narcissa seemed impressed by Granger's manners, and Lucius amused by her sharp wit. Not once did anything involving the war come up, Draco breathed a sigh of relief as they rose from their chairs. He kept his hand on her lower back as they exited and leaned in to whisper, Go wait for me in my room. She raised an eyebrow at him and let a sultry smile pull at her lips before slipping out of sight. Draco, could you join us in your father's study for a moment? Narcissa had popped her head out of one of the nearby rooms, ambient glow from the fireplace illuminating her silhouette. His father and mother were sitting in the wimback chairs in the front of the fire when he entered the room. "'It pains me to say it, but I think Hermione Granger is a wise match for you, Draco.' Lucius's face took on a strained look as he finished the sentence. "'You almost got through that without a hint of decision. Well done, darling,' Narcissa quipped from her place across from him. He offered her a sarcastic grin as she passed Draco a small velvet box. It's your grandmother's ring. When you're ready, you can give it to Miss Granger. Draco was stunned. I... really? Yes, really, his mother said. We were using this dinner as a litmus test. Not only did she handle herself well, we could tell you're really in love. And you were right about the political benefits of having a war hero in the family. He accepted the box and put it in his pocket. Thank you. As soon as he was out in the hallway, he apparated himself back to his room, to find Hermione sprawled out on his bed, reading one of his books. She looked so at home that suddenly the idea of the ring in his pocket didn't seem so out of reach. "'Sorry to keep you waiting, Granger.' "'Every atom of your flesh is as dear to me as my own. In pain and sickness it would still be dear,' she read aloud from the book. He shivered with the meaning behind the quote she chose. "'Really, Draco?' "'I didn't take you for a Bronte fan.' She rolled onto her back, setting the book on his nightstand. "'I have a broad palette. What can I say?' He loosened his tie and pulled it off, tossing it to the side as he moved the bed and began to crawl on top of her. "'Also, did you know that, rumour has it, that at least one of the Bronte sisters was a witch?' "'My bet's on Emily.' He watched her contemplate that for a moment, but didn't give her a chance to respond before he started kissing her. Hermione moaned and wrapped her arms around him, giving in. His hand was halfway up her skirt as he murmured, "'Stay the night.' "'Yes!' she panted, as he pushed her knickers to the side and dipped into her wetness. Draco woke up from the best night's sleep he'd had since... well, since the last time he'd spent the night with Hermione, he smiled with the memory of her naked and writhing beneath him the night before. The sound she'd made, the way she arched into him, the way her body hugged him perfectly as he slid inside her. He'd made her orgasm several times before he pumped her full of his cum, and now she was still in his arms, snoozing. He was perhaps the luckiest wizard alive. He smoothed her hair back from her face and kissed her temple gently. She didn't stir so he felt bold enough to whisper, "'I love you, you know.' His fingers trailed down her skin, drawing delicate circles into her hip. As he was about to replace his fingers with his mouth, a loud crack sounded in the room. Is Master wanting breakfast?' Effie asked exuberantly. Seeing Hermione, she narrowed her eyes and continued, "'Mistress specifically asked if Miss Granger would be needing breakfast too.' Draco groaned as Hermione stirred beside him. He couldn't hide anything in this house. Two weeks went by incredibly fast, considering they were the best two weeks of Draco's life to date. He and Hermione still ate lunch together every day, but in addition to that, she was also letting him take her out to dinner several times a week, or she'd cook for him at her place and they'd fall into bed afterwards. All the stops had been pulled in an effort to woo her, This past week, on Monday, he had flowers sent to her desk. On Tuesday, it was chocolates from his favourite shop in Paris. Wednesday, he made a sizeable donation to our elf education project. Thursday, he broke her out of work early for a special muggle art show at the National Gallery. And today, well, today he had the Piste de Résistance, the first edition copy of Jane Eyre, printed in 1847. The plan was to take her to dinner and present the gift, "'Tomorrow was the dreaded Weasley Lovegood nuptials, "'and Draco was glad if he had to attend this one. "'At least it wasn't out of town. "'The ginger idiot had taken the predictable, "'read cheap, route, "'and decided to get married at the borough. "'They sat at the upscale restaurant, "'sipping red wine and waiting for their meals. "'When he produced the wrapped present for her. "'What's this?' "'She raised an eyebrow and reached for it. "'Something almost as rare as you,' he teased. Draco, you've been spoiling me. I don't need... Her words were stolen as she unwrapped the gift. Now he always acted like she appreciated his other gestures, but he knew the true way to her heart was a good book. Oh, she remarked, as she pulled the book out and opened it. This is... This is too much. It's a first edition. It is. His eyes sparkled with delight. Thank you she whispered, just as the waiter came over with their food. Her eyes were glistening, and it thrilled him to see her so moved that she was fighting back tears. She thanked him later by riding him into oblivion, breasts bouncing delightfully above him as tendrils of her sweat-soaked hair stuck to her neck. Draco Malfoy had gone soft. It was the only explanation that made sense of the tears threatening to spill over at the moment. He sat beside Hermione, watching Luna walk down the aisle in her dress, which looked white at first glance, but when you looked closer, it was actually a mix of pastel colours, yellow, blue, pink, violet, all swirling in an iridescent haze. She had delicate little flowers intricately woven into her hair, which had been twisted and curled into a beautiful waterfall style. Ginny, who had just returned from her own honeymoon, served as maid of honour and held Luna's extensive train which she had assured the guests had been tested for nargle infestation. To his great credit, Ron was absolutely beaming as he waited for her at the front. They make an odd pair, don't they? Draco had asked, as they were getting ready to apparate there early in the day. It makes sense to me, Hermione said, one of the many problems with Ron and myself was that I was constantly losing my patience with him. Luna is the most patient person I know. Draco paused and looked at her. You're actually happy for him, aren't you? Of course I am. They're going to make a happy life together. Granger, you hopeless romantic. Mm -hmm. She rolled her eyes. Please, as if you aren't the same. She punctuated this with a kiss on his cheek. Besides, if I hadn't called things off with him, you and I wouldn't have happened. Uh, Well, then maybe I should thank him. She winked. Maybe you should. He turned his attention back to the happy couple reciting their vows, and threaded his fingers through Hermione's. The way she briefly looked up at him set his heart beating faster. He wasn't alone in his feelings anymore. She definitely cared for him, too. Maybe not quite as deeply, but he could wait. The reception was also on the grounds of the burrow, and Draco thought they had done a decent job of making it into something not completely an eyesore. There were several large open tents with lights strung up in the rafters, Colourful fairies flitted amongst the lights, casting a glow of changing colours on the ground below, the same shades as Luna's dress. The food was delicious, no doubt prepared by Molly Weasley herself. There were meats and veggies and delectable sauces, tarts and pastries piled high on serving platters, and a gorgeous seven-tier wedding cake with an assortment of magical creatures painted into the frosting. It was very fitting. "'Luda walked to the front of the dance floor "'as the unmarried women gathered before her. "'What is this?' Draco asked. Hermione smirked. "'It's a muggle tradition I told her about, "'and she absolutely loved it. "'She's going to toss her bouquet, "'and whoever catches it is destined to get married next.' "'He patted her back, ushering her forward. "'Better get a move on it then, Granger.' Hermione caught the bouquet, and he made up his mind, "'fingers caressing the velvet box in his pocket.' No time like the present.' She ran back over to him, cheeks flushed with excitement. "'I did it!' "'You certainly did,' he commended her, giving her a quick kiss. She lowered her voice and said, "'It doesn't actually have to mean anything. It's just for fun. If you don't want to She stopped speaking as Draco dropped to one knee, ignoring the gasps of people around them. He briefly looked over to see a fuming Ron and swooning Luna but decided making Weasley mad was only icing on the cake. "'I love you, Hermione Granger. "'I love everything about you, "'and these past several months have been the best of my life. "'Would you do me the incredible honour of becoming my wife?' "'Draco!' she breathed. "'Eyes dropped from his to the ring, "'the ridiculously large diamond bracketed by triangle-cut emeralds "'and smaller diamonds. "'It was probably too much. "'He should have refused it and gotten her a more simple one. "'Yes!' she said at last. "'Yes, I'll marry you!' "'Oh, thank Merlin!' he stammered, before putting the ring on her finger and rising to embrace her. As soon as he did so, she twisted and apparated them both away. Draco shook his head, thrown off by the abrupt change of scenery. "'Where are we?' Hermione looked furious. Or devastated, he couldn't tell which. She was clearly on the brink of tears. "'What was that?' she demanded. "'What? Me asking you to marry me? I believe it's called a proposal.' "'Not... I know what it's called, you insufferable smart ass. She stared at the ring on her finger, the giant diamond catching a hint of moonlight through the small window. "'What is this?' she held her hand up for inspection. "'My grandmother's ring that... Is any of this real?' She yelled, and Draco quickly cast a silencing spell on the room in case anyone was around. "'What do you mean? Of course it's bloody real!' He grabbed her face with both hands. "'What do you think these last two weeks have been? The presents and the dinners and... the fucking!' Her resolve started to falter. "'I I don't know! I guess I thought... we never said anything officially!' "'Do you need me to draw you up an official letter?' "'Dear Hermione Jean Granger, I am hopelessly in love with you "'and wish to spend the rest of my life with you. "'Please respond at your earliest convenience. "'Signed Draco Lucius Malfoy.' She inhaled sharply. "'You... you do?' He grabbed her waist and pulled her closer, kissing her heart. "'Hermione, I have been in love with you since Theo's wedding. "'I didn't want to scare you off or have you stop this whole charade before it was over.' So I thought if i dialed it up a notch, I could get you to feel the same way before the last wedding. So the proposal is... real? She blinked several times and looked at the ring again. Do I look like a man who's pretending right now? Do I look like a man who wouldn't burn down the world for you? Please, he urged, drawing her hand to his heart. Do you not feel how this heart beats for you alone? She sniffed and squeezed her eyes shut as several tears escaped. I love you too. I've been wanting to tell you for weeks, but I was afraid you were just a really good actor. I didn't think, with our history, that it was possible you'd feel the same way. Have I not grovelled and scourged myself enough for that yet? Because I can, you know. Whatever you want from me, I'll do. I know nothing can atone for... She cut him off with a kiss i forgave you a long time ago he sighed well that's a relief he rested his forehead against hers it would have been an awkward marriage if you didn't and she laughed so you really want to bind yourself to me forever desperately hermione dropped to her knees and draco gave her a questioning look granger what are you doing "'Well, it seems that I've put you through somewhat of an emotional wringer. "'I feel like I should make it up to you.' "'She started unzipping his trousers. "'Did I mention this is Ron's old room?' "'He was instantly hard with her naughty smirk as she stared up at him. "'Oh, is it?' "'She nodded. "'Think of how much you'd hate to know that I sucked you off in here.' "'Draco was about to respond, but she'd already pulled him free of his pants "'and planted a kiss on his leaking tip.' He let out a strangled groan as her hot tongue licked down his length and back up again. Fuck Hermione. She took him deep inside her mouth and hummed her response. The vibrations so good they made him feel light-headed. He buried his fingers in her hair as she bobbed up and down, hollowing her cheeks out and giving a hard suck. The wet warmth of her mouth was sheer perfection, and Draco could feel the tightening on his balls, and he knew he didn't have much longer. He gently tugged on her hair. Love, please stop, or I'm going to come. She released him gently, licking her excess saliva from his cock. You can come in my mouth, that's fine. He raised an eyebrow, tucking that info away for later. But I'd much rather come inside your pretty little cunt. She rose, and he backed her up into a dresser against the wall, licking and nipping inside her mouth. She tasted like him, which thrilled the part inside of him that desired to possess her body and soul. She was his. Turn around, he ordered, rucking her pale pink dress up. He placed her palms on the dresser and she bent forward, shoving her knickers to the side and thrusting two fingers inside of her. Oh, Granger, you're so wet for me. Did sucking my cock turn you on. Yes, she groaned, as he pressed the pads of his fingers to her clit, rubbing tight circles. Draco, please, she begged. He grabbed himself and pushed inside her swiftly, eliciting a nearly inhuman sound from her. He kissed the back of her neck as he fucked her, the lace of her knickers scraping him on each thrust. "'So you feel good,' he murmured against her ear. Sex had always been enjoyable for Draco, but sex with Hermione wasn't just fun, it wasn't a good fuck, it was making love, and it was sheer bliss.' The slick velvet of her cunt as he slid in and out was far and away his favourite feeling. He snaked his hands over her hips and around the front, stroking her clit as he pounded her. She slapped the top of the dresser and screamed out, Draco! as she came, her muscles spasming around him euphorically. He squeezed his eyes shut, feeling the heat take over as she followed. He grabbed her waist and held her in place, driving back in once, twice more before he stilled and coated her insides with his spend. "'I love you, I love you, I love you,' he repeated as he came down from his high. When he finally regained composure, he noticed Hermione was staring at the ring on her finger. He pulled out and put her underwear back in place, casting a quick cleansing charm for their combined fluids. "'So I'm guessing that's still a yes, then.' She turned around, putting her hand on his chest. Don't be daft! Of course it's a yes!" "'Should we go back down to the wedding?' he asked. "'Maybe we should just go home. I'd very much like to be wearing only this ring.' She gave him a wicked look. "'Oh, gorgeous witch! You're going to be the death of me!' Draco looked at his fiancée in awe. "'Let's hope not any time soon,' she murmured, pressing a kiss to his lips.